Hey everybody, Matt Hartman here, and thanks so much for joining us again for Drunkard's Walk. Of course, always a big thank you goes out to Jesse Ali for our theme and Nick Jaramillo for our artwork. A big thank you to you for listening, and a big thank you to our guest this week, Rick Stedman, who joined us from the Sonder podcast. Uh, if you haven't heard that yet, he'll tell you a little bit about it, but uh, go ahead and check it out. It's available on all the places that you get your podcasts. Sonder, S-O-N-D-E-R. Uh, it's good stuff. It's improv. And uh, well, anyway, he's going to tell you all about it. So thanks so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Drunkard's Walk. It's one of your hosts, Matt Hartman here, welcoming you back into the fold. And of course, always, always joining me is my co-host, Jethro Nolan. How are you doing, Jethro? Hi, everybody. I'm doing great, Matt. Thank you for including me in this episode. I greatly appreciate it. No problem, buddy. You know, I find that the episodes where you are involved are at least three to four times as good as the ones where I do them by myself. Oh, that's that's very kind of you to say. I have some solo uh, uh, experiences myself that our premium listeners have heard, and I got to say they're they're markedly better. Yeah, I don't know. It, you it is, you call them tw- solo experiences, but they're they're kind of lewd, is what they are. Um, uh, oh no, they're very they're very lewd. Yeah, um, yeah. I get a lot of uh, angry uh, mail and a few lawsuits. But why uh, do people continue listening if they're angry about it? Why don't they just turn it off? That's a great question. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I've tried to listen to them myself and they're terrible. Okay. So, uh, so you turn them on, you're not even them. sure. Okay. Right. But but as per the internet code, the fact that content is terrible should not stop people from making it. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to keep mm-hmm. plugging away. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, well done. But um, here we are on a, on a duo episode this evening. It's true. It's true. A duo episode. And, um, you know, as, as is tradition uh, with seasons two and three, we, of course, also uh, have a guest along with us who has... Uh, who's going to be providing a topic for our destination tonight. For those of you that are brand new listeners to Drunkard's Walk, we go from one starting point to one destination. We don't we don't generally do two. Um, and uh, we do that through Wikipedia, through the links through Wikipedia. So we're going to be starting tonight where we ended last week with the um, Goyanya incident. Uh, which is not how we pronounced it last week. So apologies. We, we pronounced to, it so many ways and none of them were yeah, that. Apologies to anyone who speaks Portuguese. Um, but uh, this week we'll have a new destination and that destination is coming to us from none other than Rick Stedman. Rick, thanks for joining us, buddy. Hi, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's absolutely. A, a pleasure to be with you from uh, from across the country. Yeah, that's right. You are in uh, Los Angeles, California, if I'm not mistaken. I am. I am. Uh, what's what's uh, it like out there these days? Uh, well, we're we're three hours behind you, so uh, you know, not not yet the horrible future that you were all in. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's uh, it's seventy degrees out today. Uh, but oh, also it's during the pandemic, so I didn't go outside yet. Right, so. right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah it's nice. It really, yeah. Th- there's like no effect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we spoke to, uh, we had another guest from, from Los Angeles on earlier this season. Uh, she was telling us about all the amazing donut shops that you have out there. Is that is that something that you, uh, that you take part oh, in at all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I try not to too often, but <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. There's, there's, there's some great ones, including uh, uh, a shop owned by... Um, famed uh cinema badass danny trejo mm. really yeah yeah <laughs> is the movie thing not working out for him is that <laughs> got a side hustle i think he's just diversifying you know the mm. the there you go portfolio sense. Yeah. yeah yeah that's a good idea i tell you what from, from my time in la uh the donut shops there are they are amazing it is it, it what paris is to art la is to donut shop yeah yeah that's that's they they say that they say that we're the 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 paris of um baked donuts breast breakfast yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> big breasts yeah. that doesn't seem no, right it, well um, well that's true too that's oh it could true. be yeah i suppose i see i see how that could be a thing as well so mm-hmm. you have been and you've been in los angeles for as long as i've known you which is Gosh, going on probably ten years now, maybe. Oh, I think more we've than known that? each other longer than that. Oh Matt. boy, uh, yeah. yeah. Who tell? Uh, yeah. 
Ooh, yeah. maybe closer to 20. Yeah. I think Yikes. it's I think it's probably nearing 20. Yeah. Ooh, um, wow. I've been wow. in LA for for 17 and a half years and I oh, okay. think I think so I think we've known each other for 15 years. I think okay. That's, yeah. That's that seems fair because we met um uh doing uh you're not going to believe this Jethro. We we both do improv. What? Yeah. yeah. It's true. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. I know. What a small world it is. I know, it's you hard and to believe. Everybody else that it's... Matt and I both know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is that, and yeah. um, I don't. I'm trying to remember. We met at one of the comedy sports tournaments, and I'm trying to remember which one. I want to say maybe San Jose. Oh no, maybe DC. Did you come to DC? I did come to DC back so, in so in oh four three. I think three uh, three oh three. I think it was oh three. Yeah. 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 Nope. Yeah. So that's probably that's probably when we met. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Traced it all the way back there. Um but uh, are you still are you still doing comedy sports out there? I am. Yeah. Um I might be doing a show this weekend. I can't remember, but uh, okay. yeah, we're we're doing shows over Zoom right now as, you know. Mm-hmm. As is pretty much everybody. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, is that is that the extent of your improvising at this point? Is it is it exclusively comedy sports? Uh, no, I'm I'm also uh, do some work at a company called Impro Theater here in L.A. Um, mm. They do a lot of great like uh, genre stuff, improvised narrative work. Uh, and I'm actually uh, through them. I got involved in. Well, I co-created a podcast. Ooh, uh, now a podcast, you say? Bug. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's called Sonder the Improvised Podcast. Um, it's a longer name because we named it Sonder and then found out that there are a couple of other podcasts with Sonder in the name. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's a pretty fun project. We do kind of speculative fiction. Uh, so each mm-hmm. episode is its own sort of freestanding story that we improvise. They're about... 15, 20 minutes long. And uh, they take place in a universe where, um, well, the suggestion that we get is something that you used to believe as a child that you now know isn't true. And then we improvise a story where that is true and it's just like baseline reality. So, mm, nice. uh, so most recent episode that dropped was uh, statues come to life when you don't look at them. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So keep in mind, we're recording this in February. This this yeah. episode, people aren't hearing it until the end of March. Right. So if 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 you're so we've also listening, all of the awards. Yeah. There you uh, go. At this point. Yeah. And and also that and one. Presumably, dropped, our, just remember, drop yeah, before. And, yeah. <laughs> and presumably, are independently wealthy from all the uh, podcast money you're receiving. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know, didn't even need to come on this to plug. Uh, mm-hmm. As it turns yeah. out, like yeah. Yeah. There yes. you go. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. Do you have Do you have a favorite uh, yet at this point? Have I mean I don't know how many you guys have done, but uh, we've we've done quite a few. We're releasing eight in this first season, and I think honestly, my favorite was uh, the first one that we released. Um, it's an episode called Sonder Mom, and mm-hmm. the the suggestion was uh, my mom is sometimes replaced by a robot. Yeah, I, I listened to that one. I, oh, it was did great. You? Oh, yeah, cool. Thank yeah. you. I, yeah. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that one quite a bit. So, thank you. Yeah, that was, was good stuff. It was fun. Yeah. 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 Well, very cool. Very cool. Well, um, congrats on that. And uh, folks, obviously, if you're uh, looking for something to listen to, go listen to that. Yeah. Because, once uh, you've fully caught up on Drunkard's Walk. Mm, uh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Waiting yeah. for like more. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or if you just are tired of uh, podcasts that go on and on and on uh, way too long, you can listen to a podcast that's uh, a nice bite size, um, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes. That sounds about right. For what people want to listen <laughs> may, to, maybe maybe people who don't love to hear the sound of their own mm-hmm. voice quite yeah. as much as as, as I do. Exactly. I mean, I really, I just talk to myself while I listen to the podcast, so I get the mm. best of both worlds. You know, mm-hmm. there that's you a, go. That's a good idea. That's yeah. a good idea. All right, so I, I got to ask you, Rick. I I didn't even uh, I should have before this even started to find out how this was going to go, but um, mm. we have no idea what destination you kind of have in mind for us tonight. So did you did you think up something? Do you have a topic that we can use? Yeah, yeah I've been uh, I've been chewing on this for for a few days since you mm-hmm. since you said uh, since you asked me to come guest, and what I decided on is uh, 
something called the Federal Theater Project. Oh, which okay. uh, was uh, it was the topic of my my history thesis in college. Uh, and um, I don't know how much you want to know about it before you start hunting. I don't know how you how you do. I mean, that. we want to know a little bit about it. Like, tell okay. us, like, why, you know, why was it your thesis? Like, why, why do you care about this thing? I guess. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that and, and, and a little bit about it, obviously, because if we know nothing about it, um, this episode will go on forever. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Um, well, it's, uh, it was a, uh, a government project uh, during the Great Depression. It was created as part of the New Deal. Um, mm-hmm. It was part of the. the so w- it's socialists. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is socialist yeah uh and and um it was part of the works progress administration and uh basically what it did was it uh was government subsidization of uh some theater so it put uh writers and directors and actors and designers and things like that to work um Mm -hmm. on government pay because uh you know when when we hit the Great Depression, people couldn't afford to go see theater anymore. So that entire kind of chunk of the economy cratered. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds so, familiar. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> so, so wait a minute. This The government helped people when they were in need? I, Do I understand that correctly? I mean, it was a different time, Jethro. <laughs> what a curious uh, concept. Yeah, yeah. It was – well, and that was – you know, the, you you nailed that it was socialist was actually the reason that it, it – got killed off and was oh, yeah. sort of the of topic of my my thesis is um you know these these lefty uh artists started putting on a bunch of lefty theater uh and uh people in government were like we can't allow these dirty socialists to keep <laughs> getting paid on the government dime so no. it does kind of sound you know american hmm. um and, and we we killed it huh. uh yeah. So when was it? So wait, wait. yeah, when was it active? That's what I was going to ask. Was, yeah, when did um, it end? Now I can't remember the exact years uh, because uh, it's been a minute since I was in college. But it mm. was in the 1930s. Okay. Yeah. And is um, there is there like a famous work that was generated during this time? Like the uh, the most well known play or anything like that? There were, uh, yeah, there were a number of things. There was something called the, uh, the living newspaper, which was, uh, was really cool. Um, and was sort of like, uh, staging the day's news Mm. on stage. It was pretty interesting stuff, but probably the most famous thing, um, coming out of the federal theater project. I don't know that it started as part of it, but it, they definitely were on the payroll was the mercury theater. Oh, okay. the Mercury Theater, uh, you know, eventually got on the radio as well. It's mm-hmm. Famous for being Orson Welles. Orson Welles, yeah, the mm-hmm. people who yeah. did War of the Worlds and sure. you know, and so on. So yeah. okay, okay, so that's yeah. that sounds uh, that sounds like a uh, something we can potentially use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I read uh, I read Simon Callow's biography of mm. Orson Welles, and it, it features heavily in that. So it's it's a. a a topic that I've actually heard of before yeah, a little bit about. You, so you, I'm, I'm you know quite a bit knowledgeable about it. enough to be dangerous. Yeah, that's yeah. that's great. That's great. That's good to hear. Well, that's yeah, that's and, awesome. And if memory serves, not that, not to not that everything is about improv, but I think that Viola Spolin and some of the work that she did, uh, if not directly the Federal Theater Project, but definitely fell under some of the uh, um, uh, public relief uh, arts funding. Yeah, that, uh, I think that's that the case. I can't remember. Video. Uh, for certain, but I think that she was on, um, I think she was, she was under the federal theater project, I think. Hmm. So are are we saying that this is the episode of Drunkard's Walk where we may actually go through improv? (laughs) Is is that what's going to happen here? I tried really hard to pick something that wouldn't be geographical or improv. Yeah. yeah, When you mentioned living newspaper, I was like, oh, is that Dave Shepard's thing? Uh, but he, he had to have been later. Right, I, I that was I, his whole improv deal. I'm not sure if I'm familiar with Dave Shepard. I don't know who that is. Yeah, is that uh, is that Brave New Workshop? Uh, so Dave Shepard was one of the kids in the, uh, I believe, in the sort of Compass uh, oh, early okay uh, project, and he he went on to be like the founder of Improv Olympic and uh, partnered with Sharna Halpern before oh. she took it over and brought Dell in. Oh, but uh, okay. did, 
he was very much a socialist, like this should be a workers theater and people in steel mills at lunchtime should get up on the tables and do improv. Wow. And of course, that kind of shit never happened. <laughs> no, it, it did not. But uh, hey, to tie it to uh, the, the, the zeitgeist right now, it was only, mm-hmm. uh, I think, last week that the Second City uh, teachers voted to unionize, mm-hmm. um, Indeed. which uh, <laughs> happened on the same day that the Second City was sold to a private equity firm. So, America. Yeah, and, and I, I, wonder, I wonder, wonder which of those two forces will win. <laughs> uh, oh, you I, laugh to keep I, I wish, crying. I wish, I wish all of the Second City faculty in, in L.A. and Chicago and Toronto the absolute best of luck. And they deserve yeah. to be treated fairly, yeah. and I hope they are successful. I do, too. But, uh, Capitalism being what it is, uh, I my expectations for the business aspects of improv are always uh, limited. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Wow. So, well, <laughs> this deep dive, folks, deep dive. So, yeah. if you if if you didn't think that we that we really uh, were involved in improv, now you know it's all true. Uh, we didn't make any of this up. Um, unlike everything that we do on stage, improvise so. it, uh, if you will, and I know that you will. Um, cool. Well, Rick, thank you so much for this, uh, this topic. Thanks for coming on and talking to us. My pleasure Um, to be here. It's great to see you, Matt, and great to meet you, Jethro. You too, man. You You too. And, uh, we will, I hope to talk to you soon. I don't, it's been years, I feel like, since I've actually spoken (laughs) to you. So I hope it's not that long again. And I hope, hope uh, I hope I can get back out there and, and, uh, see you guys again, maybe do a show or something. That'd be Uh, great. I would love that. Yeah, Yeah. I would love that. Awesome. Good times, man. Well, take care. You too. Take care. All right, Jethro. So All right. we got some theater ahead of us here. I love it. We do indeed. I love it. Theater aplenty. And you know a lot about this, which means uh, we're going to make our predictions now. And I am not going to make the mistake I made last week and put down a big number. I am going to be, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you, well, but I'm. No, well, the mistake you made uh, last week was the mistake that I we- made uh, two weeks uh, in a row prior to that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and saying that I know a lot about this is stretching it just a touch. Well, you know more about it than you knew about the uh, Goyanya accident. So there you go. Yeah. You know more. This is true. You know more. And, and also, I'll I feel like we should make up for our uh, error last week by just saying Goyanya yeah. as many times as, many as, times as we can during this yes. episode. So we can uh, uh, bring the, the balance of mispronunciation back into uh, balance equilibrium. Mm, okay. Oh, but, well done. Another word for balance. I love it. Um, yeah. cool. So I've written down my prediction. Uh, oh, we should also mention, uh, have you, are, are you doing a little drinking tonight? Uh, Jeff, are you having a, I, you know, a sip? out of, out of, out of love for the podcast and the, my responsibility to our listeners, mm-hmm. I am mm, good. doing a little drinking. I'm having a, uh, a lovely boxed red, red wine, Shiraz, mm. uh, from the lovely people at black box. It's really bagged wine, but they put it in a box right, right, because yeah. a big a big bag of wine would be unseemly. Yes, uh, just, but I'm having a delightful Shiraz. Him. Okay, and, and and for you, sir, are you enjoying? Uh, I I am tonight. I have a a a, a bourbon called Jefferson's Reserve, uh, a very old Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, very small batch. Uh, this was given to me by a, a good friend of mine, Mr. Mm-hmm. Michael McBurney. Uh, so a big thank you to him for this because it is a, a tasty bourbon. Uh, as are uh, most of the bourbons that I have, which is, you know, it's, it's tough to find a bourbon I don't like. It's tough. There you go. Uh, yeah, I've had Jefferson's Reserve. It's a delightful bourbon. It is. And uh, I, and, and I also know Mike McBurney. He's a delightful fellow. You do. So. Yeah, see? So it's all coming, checks, it's coming full circle Checks here. on both of those friends. That's yeah. right. All right. Well, let's let's jump into it. You have your prediction written down? I do. Okay. I have, in fact, written down my prediction, okay. and it is a gigantic number. Oh, good. Uh, Excellent. Well, the I'm number gonna... is so big. It has a comma in it. That's how many. Wait a minute. That seems like it's, um, we limit ourselves at 20. You understand that, right? Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like this is going to be the episode that breaks the bank. Oh, this is, okay. this, this is a 19-hour extravaganza where we go through 128 links. Well, all right. We'll just keep Get going. The that sounds Goyanya good. Goyanya incident to the federal theater program. I love it. Well, let's uh, let's see what we can do here. Um, this, uh, for those of you that don't recall, the Guyana accident is um, it was a radioactive contamination accident that happened in 1987 in uh, in Brazil, and um, it was uh, it was essentially folks that were handling this leftover radiotherapy uh, stuff mm-hmm. in an abandoned hospital. Um, so a bunch of people contaminated. Um, four people died. And um, just a, a, a one of the worst uh, nuclear tragedies, they say, nuclear disasters uh, in the history of the world. 
So there you go. Let's let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's do. And I don't know how. Like, there's there's a lot of um, obviously things about you know nuclear fuel and uh, there's some some radiation stuff and things along those lines. So one possible, so if you recall, we got into this Mm -hmm. through extraterrestrials. We did. Yes, we did. Yes. So going back out that way could get us to War of the Worlds, which could get us to Orson Welles, which could get us to Mercury Theater, which gets us to Federal. So so to be clear, you think, and I understand why it got us in here, you think that this page is going to have a link to extraterrestrial, do you? Oh, I don't know that for sure. Oh, so you want to go back to radiation or something like that and then get to extraterrestrial? I'm just just throwing out a possibility. Okay, okay, okay. Well, there's a lot of actually, there's a lot of really cool things on here that we could potentially use. I see photographs linked on here. I see um, binge drinking linked on here. Ooh, that's on brand. Uh, Right? I see depression. Oh, like depression might link us to the depression. Wait, you see depression as in like the economic problem? No, or no I see depression as in, as, in, as in the psychological problem. Yes, yes. But but um, but you might have a link between those two things. It's true. It's true. You might. I see. Might. I see dramatization. Mm. Uh, so at the at the very bottom under legacy under media depictions, there is a 1990 film Cesio 137, um, the Nightmare of Guyana. Mm-hmm. A dramatization of the incident, which actually takes us to film adaptation. Interesting. And, and that gets us into the arts, which I don't know if you know this, a lot of film adaptations uh, mm-hmm. started as theater. So so I love it. And and great. I'll click no, on it. Wait, Let's go. wait, wait, because I've got something else that I want to throw out at you. If you I, I see what's written right below that. No, no. It's I, Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, it is? <laughs> Let's do that. It is. It is. <laughs> What? Star Trek The Next Generation? Oh, it totally, thine own self, of course, of course. That's, you know, I knew that this story sounded familiar, but I had no idea that it was actually uh, based off of that or inspired by it. Well, and thine own own self, I will say, uh, obviously from Polonius in Mm -hmm. uh, Act One of Hamlet, Mm -hmm. which I just have been watching these last few days because my daughter's reading it, I say in air quotes, mm-hmm. for her English class. And we were like, you should watch the Kenneth Branagh version because it doesn't have any cuts. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, so general, I that's generally just, true, yes. I just watched that uh, lovely Polonius monologue mm-hmm. uh, two nights ago. Well, anyway, here's before the- I rudely interrupted you, you were going to suggest yeah. your preferred route. Well, that I, wasn't my preferred I mean, now I want to go through Star Trek The Next Generation, but, but of course you do. I, will, I will consider not, but I do want to point out that Oak Ridge National Laboratory is on here. And- I believe that the Oak Ridge National Laboratory was also built around that the same time as the Depression and may have actually been part of the Public Works Project. Hmm. 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 Interesting. So the Oak Ridge National Laboratory. So mm-hmm. um, now, obviously, you may be thinking that we would get from there to the Oak Ridge Boys and thus into the arts. Hmm. No, uh, I was thinking more the 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 WPA and uh, the links therein to to this program, which were which it, this was a part of. Yeah, but like the government has always been fairly robust at funding science. So if even if by coincidence the Oak Ridge National Laboratory mm-hmm. was built during the same era as the Federal Theater Project, yeah. It's unlikely to have been funded by similar mechanisms. Mm, I see. I see. Well, I mean, there's a lot of infrastructure built during that time, a lot of bridges and things along those lines. But perhaps yeah. you are correct. Perhaps that was not part of that. And so I, I mean, the, the new I don't the new know deal, for sure. I don't know yeah. for sure. Right. So but I mean, there were a lot of New Deal programs like the Civilian Conservation Corps mm-hmm. and, and and such that that were definitely about that type of thing, like Hoover Dam may have been included in that, if, yes. if memory serves. Yeah, I believe like, it was. Yeah. This is, again, this is back when our country believed that government could marshal resources to do things to help people. So mm-hmm. it's ancient history from an American perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's certainly a possibility. Yeah. Uh, film adaptation, I feel like... Film adaptation gets us into the arts. I, I, I definitely agree with that. But let me ask you this. Once you get into film adaptation, what's your what, where are you looking from there? Are you looking to get to theater and then from theater into the history of theater? Is that what you're kind of thinking? So there's a lot of possibilities. So mm-hmm. it, 
there could be, here's a list of famous film adaptations. Mm -hmm. And that could get us into plays, which could get us into theater. Uh, Mm. There, there have been several film adaptations. There is, in fact, uh, a film adaptation of, uh, and I'm forgetting if it's if it if the movie is The Cradle Will Rock, mm. but there is a film adaptation yes. of the story yes. of The Cradle Will Rock, which is a play that was produced by Mercury Theater mm-hmm. under the auspices of the Federal Theater Project. Yeah, which had Hank Azaria in it, yes. and uh, that guy who always plays Orson Welles in everything. Yes. Uh, who, I, uh, who is the dead ringer for it, does a great impersonation of his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that could perchance get us there. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, also War of the Worlds has an, yep. a film adaptation, right? So there's 100%. certainly certainly yeah. a link through there, too. Now, let me explain how we could go through Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, please do. Um, so Star Trek The Next Generation has several episodes in which there is theater performed um, in fact, there's a very famous episode uh, called Time's Arrow, where the crew is stuck in San Francisco in the um, uh, like the 18, what is it, 40s, 1850s, like something like that. Yeah, around the gold rush time. Um, and That's why they, the 49ers they, have their names. Yeah, they, they, they the meet Mark rush. Twain. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they are doing a, um, they're pretending to be a troupe of actors uh, performing a Midsummer Night's Dream, I think, or something like that. So... What I'm saying is we could very easily get into theater through Star Trek Next Generation, which, by the way, also is a performance piece in in and of itself, a specific performance piece rather than this random, you know, dramatization thing you want to go into. This is specific theater. It is. On it TV. Is. First of all. It is not. First of all, it is not theater on TV. On TV. It is a TV. Yeah. It is a TV program. Also, yeah, yeah, it's the same the, thing. I mean, it's on a stage we, we, and people. No, perform. it's not the same thing. Also, <laughs> it's, it's, I it's, I believe I believe that yeah. Star Trek: The Next Generation mm-hmm. is not mm-hmm. uh, a federally funded project. I believe it is a, a uh, private enterprise. Oh well, there is a private enterprise. That's what they that's what they oh, travel around God, on. Oh God, I walked but... right into that. <laughs> I did not. It's mean actually to do the that. four the four the fifth in, enterprise. Uh, so that's okay. You know, okay. Um, but bravo! But I still bravo. feel I still feel like it would be a lot more fun to go through Star Trek: The Next Generation than dramatization. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, I mean, we could get through uh, uh, Patrick Stewart, who mm-hmm. is a, a well-known Shakespearean, uh, Shakespearean actor, actor yep. Yep. who could get us to uh, any number of the uh, Shakespearean plays that Orson Welles did a mm-hmm. version of. True. 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 Uh, I mean, if we go to thine own self. Yeah, well, that's a specific that, episode. My my concern about that is getting oh, out of it. Oh, hold on. Now who's against specifics? Well, We're all going on about it. It's a specific art form. Yeah, no, you're right. Theme. You're right. Hey, if you want to but go into thine own self. It's literally a quote from Shakespeare. All right, I'll do it, man. I'll do it. I'll go there. I will go there. You want to go there? Don't don't agree with me so quickly. I'll do it. I'm just arguing with you for the sake of arguing. I'll I don't actually believe this. Do Let's it. not rush into something. <laughs> Why don't we just go through Captain Planet and the Planeteers? It's right here below it. No. <laughs> Too specific. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right. So in the interest of being a jolly old Jethro oh, yeah? and, and a good friend and, and and pleasant, amenable co-host, yeah? I will go through Star Trek The Next Generation oh, or God, thine own it. self for your purposes. And I'll let you pick which of those two we hit. We oh, hit. we're going through Star Trek The Next Generation for sure. All right. There we go. That's where we're headed, man. There's going to be so much in here to use. That's you're singing the wrong one. No, that's not it. Stop it. Next generation. No, that's not. That's not it. It's not how it goes. Oh, we got data. Stop it. That's not. First of all, there are words to that song, and those aren't the words. So. Oh, are are there actually words? There are. Yeah, they were written by Gene Roddenberry himself. Nice. Yeah. You know the theme song to Mash. uh, Mm -hmm. Robert Altman's kid wrote the lyrics. Yeah. Because he was like, hey. Uh, write the lyrics of this and then you'll get royalties every time it's played. That's right. And that's, that's exactly what happened. And I'm pretty certain because that's, I'm pretty certain that's why Roddenberry wrote the lyrics to the, the Star Trek theme song as well. There you go. Wouldn't it be great if he wrote purposely bad lyrics so they get, never got used, but he still gets the money. Oh, they are, they are quite terrible. I have, uh, you're not, it's not going to surprise you a bit. I actually have the sheet music for that song. <laughs> um, I don't, know where i where it is right now but i did have it and uh it has the words printed out on it so you can look them up oh, folks wow. you can look up the words to that wow. to that song yeah craziness wow. so there is a list of episodes here mm-hmm. obviously uh 
uh, Times Arrow is mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, although, again, if they're actors in the 1840s, I don't know that that helps us. Well, it uh, probably doesn't. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, now, oh, there, now you agree with it. What we might be able to do, well, uh, I feel like that would take us a little too long. There is a uh, original series episode that takes place during the Depression. They travel mm-hmm. back. Uh, it's called City on the Edge of Forever, and it's uh, probably one of the best episodes ever. Um, and uh, it actually, they travel back to to the Depression. But I feel like, unless there's a link to that specifically on this page, getting to Star Trek and then to that seems seems like a, a bit much. But we're trying, all right, so let's say we don't go through the original series in the episodes you just referenced. Mm-hmm. What's our route to the Depression or theater or- uh, that's what I'm looking for. I'm right. looking right now because I mean, you're right. There are a ton of episodes uh, discussed on here, um, and I'm wondering if any of them might help us out. Um, and it's just taking so a little Whoopi bit of Goldberg, time. Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi Goldberg's on Dinan. here. Yeah, yep. She is one of the few EGOT recipients. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets us to Tony Awards. Yeah, that's true. That's true for yeah, sure. That's there, a possibility. There, and there are a lot of awards listed on here too. None of them, obviously, Tonys, but. Um, I was wondering if any of those. Oh, City on the Edge of Forever. It's linked right here. Oh, so it is. That original Where is that? series episode. Uh, it's under season five. Um, uh, the first television episode since the 1968 original series Star Trek episode, The City on the Edge of Forever, to win a Hugo Award. Um, so, so that's a possibility. Um, but give me, give me a second here because I want to, want to make sure that we're not missing something that could, that could get us in a little more quickly. Um, cause I don't, I don't mind your, your Tony Ward suggestion, but that's, uh, might be a little bit of a, Oh, thank you. I'm glad you don't mind it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can also go through, uh, uh, I almost called him Jean-Luc Picard, uh, uh Patrick sure, Stewart. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. As mentioned before. Yeah. In fact, the whole cast is on here. So I wonder, Gates McFadden, um, is, uh, famously recorded the, um, more modern version of, uh, War of the Worlds that was on PBS in like the 90s. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get to War of the Worlds, Gates McFadden uh, will take us there. I believe. Yeah, but we we don't want to get to War of the Worlds. No, we don't. We want to get to the Federal Theater well, Project. Well, uh, yes, I understand. Eventually, so that's where we want if, to get to. If we get to the Depression, mm-hmm. like I feel like that's probably going to get War us there. Because War of the Worlds yeah. gets us to Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. Maybe it gets us to Mercury Theater. Right. And maybe that gets us to federal theater project it, it feels like it's a, a lot of contingencies lined up in a row mm-hmm. where if sitting on the edge of uh forever gets us immediately to the depression i mean it again it's a coin toss no no yeah i hear you i um i'm just i'm continuing to go through here just to make sure there's nothing else uh i see oh they've got the the star trek the next generation pinball machine uh down here which is uh, a fantastic uh, machine so i have played that yeah. and i have an anecdote about that that i'm going to misremember terribly oh, because wine has been involved and it's been a number of years <laughs> so back back uh, many moons ago when i uh, lived in amsterdam and worked at uh, a great comedy theater there called boom chicago mm-hmm. uh ron west who was had a, like a bit part as like a cranky professor on third rock from the sun came oh. out to direct okay and he said that um, the voice for the and the the owners of Boom Chicago were obsessed with pinball, so they always had a pinball machine um, in the theater. Which okay. I became a pinball addict because it's it's a great game, and they always mm-hmm. curated like really good pinball machines, so it was always a, a fantastic one. So Gene Roddenberry's uh, wife, I think, uh, like did a voice on the show or something, but yes. wasn't interested yes. in doing the voice for that character in the pinball machine. Yeah, the computer. She was the voice of the computer. Yeah, so I think on the voice uh, the voice of that character on the pinball machine is Ron West's wife. Uh-huh. Because Mrs. Gene Rodberry was like, fuck it, I don't want to do this. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's got to be the computer for rich. sure. Because that's the only, uh, her, her character from Next Gen isn't in that pinball game. Yeah, and an- another uh, famous voiceover artists in pinball uh, machine fame. So a lot of the, great pinball games came out of the, the uh, ballet company, which is headquartered in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so they made, they, they do all their casting for the voice work um, out of Chicago and it hit a lot of second city actors. So the mid nineties, for whatever reason was like the heyday of just before pinball collapsed, they made the most amazing games. And there's a game called medieval madness. Oh yes. Which is widely recognized as the best pinball game on earth mm-hmm. by people who know what they're talking about. Yeah. And, um, Several of the people who 
uh, provide voices for that are famous Second City alums. So, uh, but they did it when they were uh, cheap actors who would work for whatever ballet was willing to pay at the time. So Tina Fey is one of the voices on that. Kevin Dorf, a writer for Conan, does one. Oh, wow. Scott Adsit, who was on 30 Rock, sure. did one. So it's yeah. it's always a, an extra delight for the uh, Chicago improv nerd playing uh, Medieval <laughs> Madness to, his, to hear Kevin Dorf uh, say that he's Lord Howard Hertz. Uh, I love it. <laughs> anyway, pinball tangent. City on the edge of tomorrow. Is there another uh, city on the edge of forever? Like um, no, I, edge of forever. I don't think there's much else to do. The only other thing that I saw that could possibly be uh, a path in is that th- there are lists of all the different streaming services on here: Hulu, Amazon Prime, Netflix, Apple, iTunes. Um, yeah. I, I wonder: is there anything that I'm just not thinking of off the top of my head that that would be like a, a quick in? Because I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but. I, I I also like I don't want to be kicking myself later if you, if you think of something, you know Matt. I, I, one thing like we we often poo poo the geographical route mm-hmm. for uh, on this podcast we for do. good reason. Like we want to we want to make it an entertaining path for the listeners True. and for ourselves. Yeah. And when I think about what it is about the geographical route that we find unsatisfying mm-hmm. is that we are we are going up uh, from the specific to a level of abstraction. Ah, I see. In a way that. Uh, it's not a cheating exactly, but it, it's, it's like going from mantis shrimp up to mammal. Mm, not that mm-hmm, mantis shrimp is a mm-hmm. mammal. Um, no, no, uh, I understand. I understand but, what you're saying. Yeah. We're going to a higher level in the ontological, uh, spectrum. So mm-hmm. I feel like if we decline into specifics, like a specific episode of Star Trek, the next generation that we might have a more, uh, joyful, uh, and, 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 unanticipated journey very well then let let us travel forth then into not an episode of star trek next generation but an episode of star trek the original series the city on the edge of forever dun, 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 dun. what what are you doing dun, 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 dun. star trek the original series oh my dun, god dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that's the only thing you could have done worse would be if you started singing the Star Wars theme. <laughs> uh, you probably don't know that, though, I, do you? I'm here to help. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've Star what? I'm not familiar with that. That's series. all right. All right. The City on the Edge of Forever, uh, the 28th and penultimate episode of the first season of the American science fiction television series Star Trek. Um, this is a great this is a great episode, folks. If, if you haven't watched Star Trek, if you don't watch Star Trek, do go watch this episode. It is really good. Uh, go on Netflix or wherever you got to go. And you know what else I have? I have the comic book adaptation of the original Harlan Ellison uh, screenplay that he wrote. Of course you do. And uh, it's it's a very interesting, very different very different, but very interesting. I like it. I like it quite a bit. Joan Collins is in this episode, in case you weren't aware of that. But I think the, the plot the, is where we need to go here, wow. right? Please do. Yeah. Please do. I already see the link for Great Depression. There it is. I see it as well. The Great Depression. Um, they find themselves in New York City in 1930 during the Great Depression. So that's that's what happens. Uh, I don't know that there's going to be anything else in here that's going to be a better path to where to where we're going than that. Um, I can't. I, I do see illegal drug trade. Oh, and okay. execution by firing squad. Oh, perfect. Uh, as tantalizing links, the Bible is linked here. Sure, sure. Although it doesn't link, curiously enough, to the Christian Bible, it 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 links to the show Bible or pitch Bible is used by, as a reference document by screenwriters for information on character setting and other elements of a television or film project. Huh. Well, who would have thought? There you go. I do see hobo is linked in here. Oh, and Hobo's very popular during the Great Depression. It's true. And folks, I don't know if you know this or not, but, but Jethro and I once did a, a two-person <laughs> improv show where we played, uh, the, the framing was that we were two hobos by a fire. Um, and uh, so seeing that, it you know, it takes me back a little bit to that. That's kind of nice. I'm, I'm so glad it's you nice. brought that up. Oh, uh, I had it, to. It, I had to. This... It, it warms my heart like a, a fire in a steel drum. Listen, uh, anyone who's listening to this already hands. knew that anyway, so I don't think it really matters. This is true. Um, this is true. Let's see. Carl Urban is linked in here. Time Tunnel, The Washington Post, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Yeah, none of this is going to... Back to the Future is linked in here because it's it's a time travel story, folks. So that's why there you go. Uh, that's why it's in there. But um, pandas, okay. Everything goes through pandas. Yeah, I I never would have occurred to me that pandas would have been linked on here. But um, James Blish, who wrote the uh, the novelizations of all of the episodes, 
Um, wow. Frank Herbert is on here. Did you did you know James Blish before you read it on Wikipedia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, you are deep. Yeah, so so they so uh I can't tell you exactly when these were published, but there were books that were published that were were little novelizations of each of the episodes and they were published like in volumes and they would have like four to five episodes per book. And so it was like Star Trek 1, Star Trek 2, Star Trek 3, and my dad yeah. owned probably two or three of those. Um and, you know, as a kid, I pretended that I wanted to read them because I liked Star Trek, but I didn't like reading. I just wanted to watch the TV show. So, um, or the movies. I mean, I like the movies too. There you go. Uh, DC um, Comics. So if this you, is great. Just, I, just I love being a, here. A, I'm sorry. I just got to say. Uh, I just, no, I know. You're, you're starting, really to, enjoying starting this. to lose you yeah. in, uh, in the ether. I'm going to have to continue the rest of this episode. Ooh, can we click on as... hypothetical Axis victory in World War II? No, we cannot ah, because ca- counterfactual Arr. historical is uh, is the easiest thing to think that you got right yeah. Uh, yeah. without any supporting data. Yeah. Um. So, the Great Depression, shall we? I mean, I think so. I don't. I don't see anything. I, I know you don't want to leave this page. No, I don't. This is this is great. And honestly, the fact that this page is as as long as it is is warms my heart. Uh, <laughs> I was concerned we'd come in and it's, there wouldn't be much here, but there's so much here. It's almost as if the internet is filled with nerds. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally true. Who would have Who would have thought that the internet would have a thing? All right. Like I, I don't know. I don't know how early you got online, uh, Matt. But in the in the early days, like I, I went to college and I got my first email address mm-hmm. yeah. in 1993 or something like that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. Okay. Back back in the days before, like you know, there were web pages. Everybody would just forward a bunch of. Uh, what would now be called memes, mm-hmm. although they were chain letters at yep. the time or whatever. Yep. 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 And one of the earliest things that I ever got uh, from the online world was a comparison of uh, Captain Picard and Captain Kirk. Oh. Uh, in terms of like the, the <laughs> which one was better at what, like it, it, it was just like awesome. You you could tell exactly who was uh, on the computer webs so, at that time. So I'll I'll tell you my my original foray into the online world was that we owned an Atari 800 which mm-hmm. was uh, the 8-bit version of the Atari. And um, it had a modem uh, that was a 1,200 baud, maybe, maybe 2,400 baud if, if, if we were lucky. Um, nice. And we were able to get on a service called Delphi. And Delphi was uh, like one of the, the earliest bulletin board type things. It was all text, right? It was like looking yep. at Wikipedia without pictures. Um and oh, oh, but sometimes they would spell things out. They would make pictures with like uh, asterisks sure, and sure. Uh, yes. parentheses. Yes, absolutely. But on uh, the first thing that I remember seeing is it was a it was Star Wars Episode Three. Someone had written the story like they were like, oh, we you know this got leaked from George Lucas. Here's the story for Star Wars Episode yeah, yeah. Three. Not true. I mean, uh, not the not not at all real but uh, at the time thought it was the greatest thing that i'd ever seen in my life that you know Mm -hmm. this whole story about obi-wan kenobi and anakin skywalker and how he you know it'd been all burnt up and obi-wan went to help him and yeah it was it was great it was great i I wish i could find it now and read it because i'm sure it's terrible but as a child i was just like this is the most this is the greatest thing i've ever seen yeah Uh, but that was my first thing and then and then from there i went to CompuServe, and then from there to prodigy uh, while everyone mm-hmm. else was getting into AOL, I had Prodigy. So that was my first email address was snww22c at prodigy.net. Wow, what a uh, mm-hmm. what a what a low key hipster shade thing! Like while everybody else was getting into no, AOL. no, no, that's not why. It wasn't that. It was it was the least popular version. I was that... a big GeoCities guys <laughs> in that day. You know, I mean, it was what my it was what my dad got and put on the computer. You know what I mean? That's what it was. Yeah, that, was now that was after the, the Atari. Using... Let's be clear. Yeah. That was on our like our PC tower PC with a you know the the Pentium or not Pentium the three eighty six uh, that was run. <laughs> <laughs> it was running at 25 megahertz. Oh, good Lord. Right. Yeah. Okay, Matt, I think we have successfully lost everybody. Did we? Okay. Under 43 years old. Perfect. So. I'm at the Great Depression. So now let's let's get everybody back who's uh, way over 43 years old and talk about the Great Depression. Yeah. How's that sound? And for, for those of you who need an escape from our own troubled times, <laughs> yeah. let's go to the Great Depression. Check out the Great Depression because I'll tell you what, Megan, it was bad news back then. There's some bad, so, some bad stuff you know going on. 
Great, great. Thank you, uh, Gomer Pyle. Surprise, surprise, surprise. That's my Gomer Pyle. Uh, okay. So there is a link to the Great Depression disambiguation, mm. which is great. Um, I don't know if you know this, the Great Depression, a global phenomenon, not no. just the U.S. What? Not just the U.S. Oh, that does make it pretty See, great. Under socioeconomic effects, apparently mm-hmm. countries more than the U.S. are listed, oh, which is interesting. Crazy. I had no idea. I mean, I did, I did actually but, know that it affected the entire world. I just was, I'm trying to be very uh, American and eth- ethnocentric. Uh, w- would that be ethnocentric or would that be uh, oh. uh, nationocentric? Oh, maybe. Yeah, perhaps you're right. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps so. Perhaps so. Well, uh, certainly there must be something on this page. I, I mean, we're going to find the link here, right? I mean- So many things. There has to be. There's there's a lot of stuff. I do see uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt is on here. There you go. <laughs> Who would have thought the he'd be here on the on the. The, I see shanty towns. I see the Smoot Holly Tariff. Ah, uh, yes, or, or the Holly Smoot Tariff Act, as it is linked later <laughs> in the article. Uh, yeah, you know what, Smoot Holly, Holly Smoot. There's a lot of uh, folks. Yeah, they, it just it goes back ways. and forth. Actually, as you go through the article, it's uh, it's linked. You know, Holly, Holly, and Smoot argued about who got top billing all the time, and they they eventually reached a compromise. They where they decided to trade off. Did other. they? Wikipedia mentioned. Oh, you know. that's smart of them because I, I could see that I could see that really like just degrading into, you know, the, the, it never being an act. So I'm glad that they mm-hmm. agreed. I'm glad that they, mm-hmm. they were I able am, to work. I am seeing a lot of of the social program or not social of the governmental programs listed here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Federal Home Loan Bank Act. I'm seeing uh, the Emergency Banking Act, yeah, the yeah, Agricultural yeah. Adjustment Act. Good, good. The National good. Recovery Administration. Yes. The NRA that actually did something good. Okay. Um, and the Works Progress Administration, I'm not mm. seeing uh, the Federal Theater Project, which oh. is probably under the auspices of one of those, but we may I or mean, may not have. Did Rick Did Rick uh, not say that it was affiliated with the WPA? Uh, did he? I explicitly? thought that he did, but perhaps perhaps I am misremembering. Um, so a, as I hover over, well, I it falls into that same bucket of like, hey, Let's spend a bunch of government money, you know, the Keynesian economic idea of like, let's pay people to do things mm-hmm. to sort of jumpstart the economy. Yeah. Um, but when I hover over the link for Works Pro- Progress Administration, which mm-hmm. by the rules of the podcast is totally legal. Totally. I say uh, it was an American New Deal agency employing millions of job seekers to carry out public works project, including the construction of public buildings and roads. Um, so mm. that could further have other stuff associated with it. Sure. But might might we benefit by going to something like the New Deal or the second New Deal? Or can I suggest potentially the Federal Writers Project? Hmm. Where are you seeing this, friend? Uh, I'm seeing it under literature. Literature? Literature. Literature. Um, so that might be uh, a nice little linky link. Or uh, we could go down to the bottom in the sea also and go to entertainment during the Great Depression. So, interestingly, um, when I hover over the link for the Federal Writers Project, it says it was part of the Works Progress Ah. Administration. So, I think WPA is going to have a lot of programs underneath it. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. I rescind my prior objection and apologize to you profusely. Profusely. I think WPA is the way to go. Profusely. The wine is in charge of this. So, So, you think we should profusely go to the WPA and not entertainment during the Great Depression? Uh, yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, I uh, think well, since, I mean, where, since where I are think you, where are you, it's, it's where under, are it's under the sea also. Great... It's under sea also. Oh, sea also. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. but I'll say, I'll tell you, because I think that they will both end up having the link on them. I'm happy to go to WPA, especially because, hey, the WPA, let's, let's give them a little love. How's that sound? Yeah, absolutely. Again, the more that we can promote the idea that, I don't know, government should do things to help human beings in a time of crisis. Yeah. We're big fans of that yeah yeah uh yeah All so right. i think that that's that's where i would suggest uh or i would go yeah shall we then let's do it the works progress administration all right works WPA. progress oh my god matt you won't believe the first thing my eyes landed on what what was it the works progress administration no it was the federal art project and do you know what is below that i don't the federal music project and do you know what is below <laughs> that oh gosh i hope it's what we're looking for the federal theater project <laughs> oh my god fantastico go. is it is it in there is it 
It is. Where if is you it? look at the Works Progress mm-hmm. Administration Wikipedia page mm-hmm. under contents, the mm-hmm. table of contents, mm-hmm. it has various projects listed. Yes. In 3.1.3 yes. is the Federal Theater Project. There uh, it is. And it, it, it includes references to Orson Welles, mm-hmm. John Houseman, mm-hmm. Burt Lancaster, Joseph Cotton, Candida Lee, Will Greer, Joseph Luzzi, Virgil Thompson, Nicholas Ray, E.G. Marshall, Sidney Lumet. Ah, E.G. Marshall. So many luminaries of the 1930s. Very nice. Very nice. Well, then there we are. So we, and then from there, we can actually get to the main page for the Federal Theater Project, which was a theater project established during the Great Depression as part of the New Deal to fund live artistic performances and entertainment programs in the United States, much like Rick told us. Yeah, 1935 to 1939. Mm -hmm. Uh, Living Newspaper is linked here. There you go. Which uh, was apparently not created by uh, Dave Shepard. Mm-hmm. But there you go. Yeah. So the House Un-American Activities Committee claimed Who that actually? the content of the FTP's productions were supporting racial integration between black and white Americans while also perpetuating an anti-capitalist communist agenda and canceled funding for the project on June 30th, 1939. Well, so I, isn't that just ducky? <laughs> the more things change, the more they say. Oh, the my same. God uh, almighty. So. So on one side, you have people who think government shouldn't fund things and are particularly uh, antsy about government funding things that promote racial integration. <laughs> and on the other side, you have a bunch of artists who think maybe uh, <sighs> people who are different should be allowed to exist and get along together. Oh, my oh. God. I hate our world. Uh, Yikes on bikes. All right. Well, that was uh, that was something, man. And I'm glad that we found it. Um and and I'm glad that we found it where we found it too. I I am curious to take a look at what else links in here, uh, if you don't mind, because I'm guessing Star Trek: oh, The Next Generation might link in immediately, but um, <laughs> we just didn't let's see take, it on the let's page. Take a but quick gander. Maybe not. Uh, let's take a look. Arthur I, Miller, Burt Lancaster. There, there are go. 230 links. There are a lot of names of individual artists yep. who operated under the presumably the auspices the, of the federal. The War of the Worlds. There it is, right there. There we go. So Not had we gone, surprising. had we gone to Gates McFadden, the War of the Worlds, we would we would have cut out a link here. You realize? Well, congratulations. Uh, assuming uh, uh, that's of course assuming that Gates McFadden has the War of the Worlds on her on her Wikipedia page. I'm guessing she does, it's but it's true. But who knows? Maybe not. Uh, we do have we do have uh, links from individual uh, plays that were probably produced under the auspices of the FTP. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, Lissa Strata. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, the Emperor Jones. We have Awake and Sing. Yeah, uh, a number of other the Hot things. Mikado. Uh, what else? Ooh, the Hot Mikado. The I, hot I, Mikado. I prefer that much more to a, a, a lukewarm Mikado. Mercury Theater, of course, mm-hmm. links here. By the way, it should be noted that theater here is spelled with the pretentious R-E ending mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, so very common at the time, yep. rather than the uh, pedestrian and plebeian uh, ER ending that most of us know today. It's true. It's true. Uh, Shakespeare in performance would get you in here, um, mm-hmm. as would Stan Lee. Really? Well, of comic book go. fame. I mean, I'm a, yeah, American comic book writer and editor. Yeah, that's correct. Fantastic. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that gets you in here, folks. And uh, I'll tell you what, if you want to go and check it out, you should. It's a great list. A lot of the people and names and productions and things you'll see on here are going to just make you smile a little bit because um, it's a good st- it's a good it's a good time. It's a good time. This yeah. Stuff and also, by the way, this could be the future of our country where uh, the arts are funded by oh, government in some form or fashion. Great. Wouldn't that be a lovely future yeah. that we it wouldn't be like that um, creating. That- that that image that gets passed around a lot that that they that they ran in the UK where it was like you know the picture of the the ballerina and it's like her next job could be in tech or something like that it's just frustrating yep. image that we see a lot so but uh, oh. but but I think we should take a look at how we Man, did we did it here we should take a look at at our at our predictions and and how we did I feel so, like we did well I, I think I feel I we don't even need to look at the numbers well, I, we did I mean I feel like we should Bravo we should us. at least compare them and and see who won today's episode though right you know what does winning even mean hmm. why does everything have to be a competition well because we made it a competition from the beginning um so that's mm. pretty much the reason why don't we just so, buy each other steaks and bourbon at the end of the season I don't think that that's how it's going to work I, and I'm guessing that you guessed a number that was you, much higher than website, the number that we <laughs> that we ended up at but why don't you tell us uh, what number you put down there Jethro all right I put I put five 
You put five? five was my Why guess. do you think this is a I problem? Five. You, 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 you were, you. Okay. Well, I put six. I put six. You put six? I did. So what was the actual number? I don't know. I haven't counted them up yet. Let's take a look here. One, two, three, So we started three, the four. Goyana incident. We went to Star Trek, The Next Generation. Yeah. We went to the City Beyond the Edge of Tomorrow. We went to Great Depression. Ah, City on the Edge of Forever. And then we went to uh, WPA. Mm-hmm. And then we went to, and then we went to Federal. Th- so it was six, wasn't it? No, it was five. It was five? What? Oh, my goodness. What a pleasant surprise. You're, you're a real pain in the ass. You know that? Well, Matt, it was close. It was, <laughs> you uh, I, you I, knew you know, the whole time. My wife and therapist and daughter and family and every... I didn't know the whole time. I Again, uh, the wine is in charge at this point. I'm it? not driving anywhere. So is that right? Fine. But uh, yeah. Well, let me tell you, Jethro. Well, that was um, a much closer game than last week. It, it, it was. And I have to tell you, uh, I went through... And I did a little did a little work, and I decided that I wanted to see kind of what our average was. Um, and before today's episode, do you know what our average was for the whole time? Our average number of links per episode before today's. I'm going to guess before today's. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess five point two. Wow, that's a good. That was actually our average this season before today. So well done, but that, not our average overall. Our average overall is a little What's higher our overall than that. Average? Overall 7.2. That's cuz that post Yeah. That's cuz that postmodern jukebox. <laughs> that's right. Had in 391. In planes. season 2 our average was 7.6 and in season 1 our average was 7.8, but here in season 3 our current average 4.7. Man, we are getting good at this. We are getting good at this, man, and I should have guessed lower. I should I should have had more faith. Uh, but I didn't. I guessed you know high, what? and it, it bit me once again. So we are tied. Are, are you familiar with a? Uh, for, We're tied. Are you familiar in in, po- in poker parlance with a blind bet? Mm, yes, yes, I am. Like where you you make your bet prior to knowing your cards. Yes, I'm going to guess blind in advance of next week's episode. Mm-hmm. One link. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One link. I'm whatever. Guess. I'm guess. Whatever. The, whatever that. Whatever the destination is. I guarantee it's a link that's on the Federal Theater Project page. I'm going to guess that's not right, but I'll tell you what, Jethro. Here's here's something I want to throw out at you, and you don't have to answer now. Throw it out. You can you can answer later, but I kind of want to. Last last season we tied, and and that was fine. Mm-hmm. But I want to have a tiebreaker, and here's what I want our tiebreaker to be. I want our tiebreaker to be the okay. total number of links from the season. Okay, so we guess now halfway through. We're, we're we're more than halfway through for sure. We only have four episodes remaining in the season, but yes, we would guess now based on the number of episode, the number of links we've had so far, and the and the fact that we have four episodes remaining, we would make a guess as to what we think the total number will be, and whoever is closest, and you can go over, but whoever is closest is the one who will, if we do tie, would break the tie. All right. What do you think? So. So we're not guessing really on the season. We're guessing on from here out because we both would well, that's true. be allowed that's, to know the number of links we've that's, clicked on. That's season. absolutely true. Or we can wait and use this next season in case in case we're, we we want to wait for time. We can predict it at the beginning of the season. Would you rather do that? I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. I, I'm also fine to do the thing. I, I mean, I think, yes, for the entirety of the season, we should uh, make the guess mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. I'm fine as a tiebreaker uh, to do it from here on out. Okay. Although, again... Uh, uh, I feel like how many episodes do we have left in this season? Have, Where are we at right now? Are we tied up? We are tied. We are currently tied. Yes. I did say that a couple of times, but you were you were talking, so I understand you're not listening. So that uh, we were tied, and there are so four. Really, just just quickly, yeah. quickly, Matt. Okay, sure. Are we tied right now? <laughs> yeah. Are we tied, Jethro? Can you hear me? We are currently tied. Okay, but are we tied? Uh, there are four episodes <laughs> remaining, and the total number of links so far has been 52. 52 across how many episodes? 52 over 11 episodes. So like I said, an average of 4.7 per episode. All right. And we have four episodes left? Four remaining. All right. So how do we... How do we... Uh, how do we write down our guesses without letting the other person know? Yeah, that's do, a- we, do we have to have like a, a neutral arbiter like Dave Foreman? Be the holder of our guesses and we invite him on to be the tiebreaker, should it be necessary? Yeah, we could do that. Because we'll, if there's only four episodes left, yeah. we could tie again because we could each win more. C- correct, correct, yeah. So we'll, so we'll email, 
We'll email Dave Foreman our guesses. So Dave, I tell you what, if you happen to be listening what? to this episode. Of course he is. You've been volunteered yeah. for no compensation whatsoever. Correct. To be the arbiter. That's right. Uh, why don't we do this, Matt? Yeah. Uh, we've, we've thrown out a bunch of enticing possibilities mm -hmm. rather than forcing ourselves to make the decision now. Yeah. Why don't we leave the answer in suspense? And between now and the beginning of the next episode, you and I will have uh, uh, reached out to an appropriate arbiter and, and confirmed our, uh, our decision Let's for do how it. to proceed. Let's do it. That's what we'll do, folks. Right. So next, also, next week. One, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, no. I was next week. We'll have the the exciting conclusion to this uh, bureaucratic uh, decision for our for our wager. <laughs> yeah, which I know is really why you are tuning in. Probably, yeah, that'd be my guess. Yeah, cool. And one final question, Matt, mm -hmm. before we leave: yep. Are we tied? Uh. <laughs>